Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Smith. Hey, and I'm Dan Davidson, and uh, it's time for a uh, special supplemental episode, right, Bill? We're uh, we're going to do something fun this Super Bowl weekend, so you think. It's going to be very fun. Of course, uh, you and I are preparing to watch our beloved New England Patriots take the field in Houston against the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51. Mm. And we thought it would be a good time to engage in another game of sport. Dan, one of your favorites here on Trek Geeks. Yeah. I, I am, of course, speaking of none other than Stump the Geek. Now, Dan, this time Stump the Geek is going to be just a little bit different because it's the Super Bowl, right? Yes, it is. And I'm going to say right up front, I'm going to start the excuses a little bit early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how I am with my Patriots. So I'm already stressing out over the game. So, you know, my mind might not be in the right place, but we'll see what happens. Well, Dan, in the immortal words of famed New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, do your job. Do my job. I will do my job. We're on to Stump the Geek, and let's lay out the rules for people who may not have heard Stump the Geek before. Uh, Normally, there are five questions in a bonus, but in this Super Bowl-sized edition of Stump the Geek, there are 10 questions and a bonus. Each question is worth a random amount of points that I assign at the moment I read the question. Could be five points, could be 50 million points. I figured that out as I go along. No questions can be based on planets or star dates. Isn't there one other criteria that we don't base them on? Um, was Starships part of that? No, we've done Starships before. Okay. Well, I think those I think those were the two main ones. Yeah, no star dates, no planets, because those are really hard to remember. Right, exactly. You no, know, and easy to confuse, especially you know, star date, you know, four eight seven eight one. Who knows what happened then? I appreciate your ability to help me out in any way you can, Bill. Well, it stops here, I assure you. Once we get through the 10 questions, there is a double or nothing bonus, which is usually multiple parts in length. And I assure you, Dan, you're not going to enjoy this bonus question. If you earn your points tonight, more power to you, buddy. We may as well get you a Lombardi trophy. Wow. Oh, well, okay. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Excellent. (laughs) Now, Dan, there's a different wrinkle tonight. In the past, I have written all of the Stump the Geek questions myself. But this time, I figured since we're upping the game a little bit, I wanted to contract some of this out. So we put out a call on Camp Kittimer asking people to send me questions. And uh, we've got a few for you tonight, including one from our good friend, uh, Enterprise Extra, Mr. Jim Morehouse himself. Really? Wow. um, Can I ask a question up front? Uh, about okay. the question? Does yeah. it have anything to do with the tuck rule? <laughs> uh, no, it does not. <laughs> but uh, it, it does have uh, something to do with Star Trek. That I can guarantee. All right. Well, then that's okay. Good. Good, good. Well, Dan, if you are ready, I am ready. Um, why don't we go ahead and start with question one? Ten questions. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> ready. <laughs> I, I hope that wasn't because you ate a lot of fiber. <laughs> Dan, question number one, a very simple, straightforward question. What is Captain Janeway's birthday? Uh, this is from the episode Year of Hell. Oh, my gosh. That's right. She got a pocket watch. 
Chakotay gives her a gift that she didn't want. She ordered him yep. to, uh, to, to essentially dereplicate, for want of a better word. But in this episode, her birthday, the month and day are revealed. What is Catherine Janeway's birthday? I know it's in May. And before you answer, I should tell you, this is for 51 points. Oh, oh I like that. Very good Thank reference. You. Now I got to get it right. I'm, I got to think of the, the wording that Mumbles uses when he says it, because he says it. <laughs> Akuchi Boya. Yes. Um, May 20th, if I remember correctly. Oh, might be the 21st, so uh, I'm going to go with the 20th. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to 20th. I'm going to make them quick, because we got a lot of them. You are correct, sir. Oh, I was right, right off of the butt. Bat. <laughs> I, I have no idea where you pulled that from. It might have been the replicator store where the pocket watch came from. It is, yeah. The the way he's referring to it, she's sitting there working with her little tools, trying to fix something, and he comes up and happy birthday. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, in the immortal words of Captain Janeway, times <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, did I sound just like her? No. Oh. <laughs> You got a bit more rasp in your voice. <laughs> I was gonna say I need a, <laughs> need a deeper voice. I um. Oh, Dan, that's question one. You have fifty-one points on the board. Of course, emblematic of Super Bowl fifty-one. Yes. And uh, with that, Dan, we're going to move on to question two. Also, a Voyager question. All right. This question is worth three hundred and seventy-five thousand points. Okay. I thought you would have gone for something like five, but that's all right. Um. No. <laughs> Dan, question two, what was the name, rank, and nickname of Will Riker's distant, distant ancestor from the Civil War in Voyager's Death Wish? Oh, my goodness gracious, that's not going to be an easy one. Um, bah. Of course, uh, Riker was brought aboard by Q. Yes. That's the only way we could get Riker to the Delta Quadrant, I'm sure. It must have been Sweeps Week. That was, in, that was the episode of the Q Civil War, I believe. Uh, well, the one where the other Q wanted to die. Yes. Yep. So, of course, uh, Q blinks Riker in, and in it we learn that Riker had an ancestor that fought in the Civil War. What was his name, his rank, and his nickname, Dan? I'm, I am not even going to venture a guess. I don't think that that's one that I can come up with very quickly. Uh, the Voyager episodes are not the ones that I know the best. Um, and instead of boring everybody, I'm going to have to give that a big fat, I'm not sure. Oh, too bad. Too <laughs> bad. Well, of course, you know, they uh, they put a big picture on the desk, and uh, we get to see Colonel Thaddeus Riker. Thaddeus. <laughs> and his nickname, Old Iron Boots. I don't remember that reference at all. Completely uh, well, Dan, drawn a blank on that one. I got to think that wearing iron boots would really suck. I would think so. Uh, not not very flexible. Tom Brady sometimes runs like he's wearing iron boots. <laughs> he really does. Let's hope that doesn't happen in Super Bowl 51. No, no, no. Dan, so you're at 51 points. Still a decent showing. You've only missed one question. You're one for one, 50%, buddy. That's, that's a pretty good passer uh, percentage also. That really is. It's going to be tied boots. together. In baseball, you'd be a multimillionaire. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Dan, speaking of baseball, okay, that brings us to question three. And I suspect this is one you might know off the top of your head, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. 
Okay. Yeah, and of course, in Deep Space Nine, it was revealed that Benjamin Sisko loves baseball. I mean, obviously, who doesn't? But at one point in Deep Space Nine, Cassidy Yates offers to take him to a game mm-hmm. to watch the Pike City Pioneers play. Okay. What planet do the Pike City Pioneers play on? Cestus Three. That is correct. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and uh, that also was for 375,000 points, by oh, the way. Oh, good. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> so right now, Dan, I know we say no planets, but it's Cestus Three. And oh, yes. Yes. That, uh, that was one I figured you'd get right off the bat. Can I go off on a tangent? Uh, uh, sure. About Cestus Three. Please. Did you ever confuse Cestus Three with the actual planet that they were on at the beginning of Arena? I thought that the Or actually actually let me let me rephrase. Cestus yeah. 3 is the planet that they beam down to at the beginning. Right. And the, the place where the Gorn and Kirk fight is not Cestus 3, but I always think it is. I understand. Okay. Yes. All right. For the longest time I used to do that myself. Um but Cestus 3 is definitely the planet with which they use the the very cool phaser mortar. Yes. Yeah, I love that thing. All right, Dan, well, you have 375,051 points. Okay. Doing great so far, by the way. Two for three, 66%. If Tom Brady has a game like that, I think we're going to be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. You never know. (laughs) But Dan, we're going to keep it in sports for question four. Okay. And uh, this question is worth 12 points. (laughs) I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Dan, going back to Voyager for a second. I know we've been a little Voyager heavy. That's going to happen a bit. Good Lord. What sport did Tom Paris watch on his TV when he first got it from Bolana? Remember in Voyager, she got him an old TV, put it in their quarters. And one of the first things Tom watched was a particular sport. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, Bolana sure immediately regretted that decision. For some reason, um, the, I can't even think of the name of the sports. The English well, rugby is coming to mind, but I'm not sure if that's it. But that's what first came to mind, so I'm going with rugby. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and, of course, my accent like that should tell you that it was probably something Canadian, in which case it was... Ice hockey. You know what's amazing? I should have thought of that because in the game timelines, which you know I'm a big fan of, two of the characters that I have are Paris and um, Ensign Kim in hockey gear. They actually wear them in an episode. Yeah. So, yep. um, hockey, I don't know that it, it got became much more of a thing than that. Not like Archer's water polo. Right. But uh, yeah, definitely ice hockey. Who knew? Right. Well, not me, obviously. Well, then. You're still at 375,051 points. And that's going to bring us to question five. We're going to go to your favorite series, Deep Space Nine. Okay. And uh, one of my favorite episodes. DS9 has an episode named Inter Arma Enim Sealant Legas. Mm-hmm. What does Bashir tell us that translates to? And by the way, this is for one million points. Is it he who says it, or is it the Admiral who says it? It is Bashir who says it. 
Oh, it's from Cicero. You know what's great is because the new the channel H&I has that on a lot. Um, and that was just on two nights ago. So, Cicero, uh, in times of war, the law falls silent. That is correct. Yes. H&I plug right there, people. All Star Trek hashtag. <laughs> I don't think that everybody gets that channel. I know I don't. <laughs> I just found it. Now I'm like I'm watching Star Trek every night before I go to bed. <laughs> don't you own all the DVDs? I do, but it's, I don't know, it's something about it being on TV, because it's Next Generation, then Deep Space Nine, then Voyager, then Enterprise every weeknight. Really? Yeah, it starts at eight, and I don't really get past Voyager. (laughs) Who does? (laughs) Very nice, very nice. Well, Dan, normally in Stump the Geek, that would be the end of the regular questions, but we're going to roll on to question six. Okay. And we're going to stay with Deep Space Nine. Dan, this question is worth 71,302 points. And it is this. In DS9's Our Man Bashir, what was the name... Uh, uh, good for you. What was the <laughs> name of the hologram that looked like Jadzia? Oh. Oh, my goodness. Jadzia. Of course, a spoof on James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of funny names. I know uh, Kira. Oh, she was like the the sultry uh, sugar bear. No, not sugar bear. Um, honey bear. Honey bear. Honey bear. Uh, <laughs> sugar bear. I'll allow it. She's actually Dr. Honey Bear. Oh, thank you geez. very much. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> she didn't spend six years going to sweet medical school to be called Miss Honey Bear. Thank you. You didn't say that titles were required. You asked for her name. I asked for the character's name. Yes. The character's name, not her title or profession. So, Hey, did you get the points or what? <laughs> How many was that for? Learn to quit when you're ahead. <laughs> that was for 71,302. Okay. Thank you. If my math is correct, and we all know I'm terrible at math. It's like my why married, so Yeah, that's why I married an accountant. Yes. You should have... 1,446,353 points. That's pretty good. That's, dude, that's really great. Congratulations. Thank you. That's how, how many points they score on Sunday. <laughs> well, Dan, unfortunately, there are, there are uh, sorry, Hazuva, huh? there are th- four questions left. I can't count. God. <laughs> and we're going to get to the first of our submitted questions. This first oh, one good. from Jim Morehouse. So those were all your questions, huh? Those were all my questions. Those were great questions, man. I liked well, them. Thank you, thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> so, Dan, as you know, the official theme song of Stump the Geek here on the Trek Geeks podcast is Five Year Missions Miri. Yes. Now, since this question was submitted by he who fired the phasers on the NX-01, mm-hmm. he asks, other than... Bonk, bonk on the head. Name something the kids in Miri chanted at Kirk. Blah, blah, blah. No, uh, no. Hold on. That's what he said. No, they said blah, blah, blah also. Hmm. Yeah, because he goes, no, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm going to say blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Are are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, that is correct. (laughs) Um, I hadn't given you points yet. Did That's I? okay. All right. Uh, I think you said like 79,427,000, if I remember. Uh, I would not have said that. 
Uh, I'm going to say you will get, um, let's see, uh, 1,701 points. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, yeah, okay. Excellent. You're All doing right. really great, buddy. That was a good question, Jim. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> You're just happy he took it easy on you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Our next question doesn't take it as easy on you, Dan. Right now, you've got a total of uh, 1,448,054 points. And question number eight comes from another great friend of the show, Mr. Adam Drosen. You'll remember we're his 57 millionth favorite podcast that drops on Tuesday and dropping like a rock. Nice. It's a food question, Dan. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) And in in order to get... The 125,000 points for this question, you must answer the question as Guy Fieri. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, (laughs) as a bonus after that, for which you'll receive an additional 125,000 points, you must also provide the same answer as Peter Griffin imitating Guy Fieri. So, okay, hopefully I'll get it right. So the, I know, no pressure, right? <laughs> so there's a there's a max potential of 250,000 points for this one question. Okay. And it is this. In Star Trek Voyager's Ashes to Ashes, what is the first thing that resurrected Ensign Lindsay Ballard orders in the mess hall? Oh, my God. I got to think of who Lindsay was in that one. Remember, she was a crewman who was seemingly back from the dead and yep. apparently transforming into an alien. Yep, she looked kind of funny. Looked kind of funny, that's correct. She goes to the mess hall and she orders. Oh my goodness. Uh, I told you Drosen wasn't going to take it easy. On I know, I know. Oh, she kind of. She, I'm trying to make sure I know the right episode. She looks kind of purpley. And she's yes. got scale. Kind of looks like a Cardassian a little bit. Uh... I would almost think like a cross between a like a Cardassian and a and a Jem'Hadar without the the scales. Hmm. I am not really sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not coming up with anything, man. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I'm not coming up with anything right here. So I can't give you an answer that'll give me the points that I need right here, right now. We're rolling out. <laughs> Well, Dan, I'll tell you what the answer is, and then I'll give you a chance to get 125,000 points. The answer is Jabellion Berry Salad. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. (laughs) So now you can win 125,000 points by performing the bonus, which is providing the answer as Peter Griffin imitating Guy Fieri. Could you give me the name one more time? Jabellion Berry Salad, right? You're very close. Jabellion Berry Salad. Jabellion. Well, uh, right now we're uh, we're rolling out. We're gonna get some uh, Jabarian Samarian uh, berry salad uh, right over here on Star Trek Voyager. Thank you, Neelix. You're a very good chef. That is correct. <laughs> that was horrible, terrible. But you did it, and more power to you, buddy. Can I can I also say that last night while watching Voyager, and my wife can can confirm that this actually happened while the credits were rolling at the beginning. I was singing my Voyager song, Chakotay's there. <laughs> he mumbles stuff. <laughs> A coochie boy. boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, God. Sorry, uh, Adam. I couldn't, couldn't get it there for you, buddy. I thought it would be a burger. 
I know that would have been great, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan, uh, we're on to question nine. You are at a total of one million five hundred seventy-three thousand fifty-four points. And uh, this question comes from one of our Camp Kittimer regulars again, Chris Condon. Condon, all right, man, let's do it. In the original series, what Shakespeare sonnet does Marta claim she wrote in Whom Gods Destroy? Some toughies, man. Yeah. And by uh, the way, no pressures for a million points. Oh, that's okay. Uh, could you repeat the question? Was it a sonnet? Did you say yes. it was a sonnet? What sonnet by Shakespeare does Marta claim she wrote in the TOS episode Whom Gods Destroy? You wrote that? Yes, that whole scene. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Urgh. That's a good question. All right, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you know the first line of the sonnet? Off the top of my head, I cannot think of it. Okay. Because I would still give you a million points if you know the first line of the sonnet. Let Let me think of the scene again. Horsa, Whom Gods Destroy, one of your all-time favorite yes. third season episodes because you love Garth of Izar. <laughs> or that version of Garth of Izar. I'd just say you love Garth of Izar in any version. <laughs> um, I am not sure of which one it is. Uh, it's not Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that would be a play, and you're yes. correct. It's not that. Because it's, it's a sonnet. Um I am going to have to pass on that one because I don't want to keep too many people uh, bored out of their mind. Oh, too bad. Too bad. Dan, the Shakespeare sonnet in question was Sonnet 18 and more commonly referenced as Shall I Compare Thee to a Summer's Day? Thou art more more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May and summer's lease hath all too short a date. It goes on for several more lines, but that is the classic Shakespeare sonnet that Marta claims to have written. All right. Thanks. You're very welcome, Dan. (laughs) I don't like getting things wrong. Well, you do it often enough. Wow. Wow. So, Dan, you are frozen at 1,573,054 points. And that takes us to question 10, the last of the regular round of questions. Okay. This question is for 5 million points. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know, right? We're, we're I, li- I just up there. I like easy math at this point. It's really what it's about. <laughs> and uh, another Camp Kittimer regular, our friend Nathan Bell, has this question for you, and it is from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. <laughs> Dan, in the Voyager episode Future's End Part 2. Yeah, okay. What 20th century insult does Tom Paris call Tuvok? This is a great question. Oh I had forgotten goodness. about this. Great job, Nathan. Ugh. Wow. Uh, Tom, of course, uh, considered an expert on the 20th century of of, uh, of American culture, of course, with his television yes. and his knowledge and the car, and you name it. And uh, he uses this phrase to insult Tuvok. What is the phrase? Something to do with that disguise he's got on. Er. Oh man, these are good. See, how many Voyager questions have we had? Uh, at least five, maybe six. 
Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> well, you love. I know it's your favorite. Yeah, sure it is. Um, I'm not. I'm not coming up with anything. I'm not. Uh, when I tell you, you're gonna kick yourself. I'm sure I am. Uh, let me think. Hold on. I don't want. You, I don't want to do it yet. I want to think about it for a second. Play some music or something. <laughs> Wait a minute. To smack the microphone. Uh, you call them a freak, but it can't be that easy. It can't be that one. I'll tell you, you're close. Hold on. Hold on. Has anybody ever told you you're a real? F- Has anyone ever told you you're a real freakosaurus? That is correct. Oh my god! <laughs> Five million points. All riding on the word freakosaurus, and my friend, you did it. Wow! I don't know how. So you are here with a total of six million five hundred seventy-three thousand fifty-four points. And uh, uh, we should note, and, and Nathan also let us know this, that Robert Duncan McNeil has said he hated that line, and I can see why. <laughs> um, it's terrible. Yeah, it's that. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that episode. That, that two part episode, to be honest with you. I don't mind it. I, I thought it was decent. I, it seemed a little, you know, okay. They're going to go back to 1990s LA. All yeah. right, fine. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of past episodes, another quick tangent since we're talking tonight. Last night on H&I, Star Trek The Next Generation, Lower Decks was on. I have been critical of that in the past. I watched it, loved it, have a much better appreciation for it now after watching it recently. It was awesome. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it was great. Oh, wow. I'm, why didn't you like it before? I don't know. Maybe I, because I was only thinking of, um, what's his name? The the guy who got the promotion at the end. Um, uh, not Nick. Um, the guy in, in Command Red. Yeah, Lavelle, but I, I completely had forgotten about the whole Cedar Jackson part, um, and that was what I really loved. I liked Picard's dressing down of her, and then that it was all a test, and I thought it was really good. Really well done. I liked that they brought that character back from the first duty. Ab- absolutely, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a great touch. And she did a great job. It's too bad she... Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Never mind. Oh, I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> so, Dan, this takes us to the infamous Double or Nothing bonus question. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that, that's, that's the trick. Oh, that's track news. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. Here, okay. let, me, let me use this music. Okay. Dan, of course, this weekend, the New England Patriots will take on the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51. Oh, yeah. And since this is Super Bowl Stump the Geek... I thought it might be good to meld two of our favorite things, Dan. New England Patriots football and the final frontier. Huh? This is your this is your first fusion bonus. Whoa, okay. Faltor Pan. <laughs> so counting this weekend, Dan, the Patriots will have made nine Super Bowl appearances since 1986. Yes. Seven of those appearances have featured Tom Brady. Yes. Today, you will have to name the Star Trek movie or television show that would have been current at the time of a Tom Brady Super Bowl appearance. Now, let me give you an example. Okay. Using their first two Super Bowls with uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe, well, with uh, Steve Grogan and Drew Bledsoe. Okay. Super Bowl Twenty was played in January 1986, and at that time, the most current Star Trek was Star Trek III The Search for Spock. The Voyage Home had not yet been released. Okay. 
Super Bowl 31, their next Super Bowl appearance, was played in January 1997. And there are three possible answers for what Star Trek would be current at that particular time. Okay. You could have said Star Trek First Contact, which came out in November of 96, or you could say Deep Space Nine or Voyager, because they were both on the air at that time. Okay, I think I gotcha. So now, we're going to go through the seven Super Bowls, including the one being played this weekend, which should be easy for you. <laughs> okay. You can tell me what Star Trek was the most current at that given time. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, Dan, as you'll recall, the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady played in was Super Bowl 36. Mm-hmm. What Star Trek was current at that time? That would be 2001. So I would say Enterprise was still uh, was just starting out, if I remember correctly. So I'm going to say Enterprise. Uh, that is correct, sir. And keep in mind, it, may, it was 2001, but it was played in 2002. Okay, so we want to go with the year the Super Bowl was played. Okay, all right. Right, so it was the 2001 season, which was played in at that year, February 2002. Yep, okay. Dan, the next one was Super Bowl 38. Yep. So that was for the Let's 2003 start. season, played in 2004. Enterprise was still on. So I'm going to go with Enterprise. Uh, that is correct, sir. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you know the other Star Trek that was current for that movie? Uh, that. Oh, the movie? That, that was a movie at that Freudian year. slip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. So it wasn't the reboot, because that hadn't happened yet. So I would have to say... Generations from an Insurrection. Nemesis? That's too, that's too early. It's probably uh, either Nemesis or Insurrection. It would be Nemesis, which Nemesis. premiered in December 2002. Okay. So a bit of a gap there. So you see how this works. Yes. Okay. Dan, the next Patriot Super Bowl was number 39, back to back. Yes. Uh, they uh, won that one by three points as well. And since it was back to back in 2005, Enterprise was still going on. These are the easy ones because it's, you know, the series went for four years. That was the last season. So I'm going to go with Enterprise for that one. Excellent. <laughs> now, Dan, the next Patriot Super Bowl was a few seasons later. Uh, you and I often don't like to talk about this, but it's Super Bowl 42. That was the worst sporting night of my life and continues to be to this day. <clears throat> So, Dan, what was the most recent Star Trek to Super Bowl 42? The most recent Star Trek to Sue, that would be 2008. So that would be the, now, the closest, could it be on either end? I just want to make sure, could it be before or after? Cause, uh, cause, no, it, it has to have been Star Trek that has premiered. That had premiered, okay, so it wouldn't be the reboot, so it would be, I, I would have to say... N I'd have to say Nemesis again. Uh, hold on a second. That was... Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Nemesis because the reboot didn't happen yet. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going with Nemesis. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Super Bowl 42 for the 2007 season. Played in February 2008. Yeah. The most recent Star Trek was Star Trek Enterprise, which finished in May 2005. Oh, oh God. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> a, little, a little trickery there. Oh, <laughs> so close. Shut up. <laughs> Dan, this means you're, you're out of the running for the double or nothing bonus because you had to get all seven. Oh, 
But uh, let's finish it off. Super Bowl 46? Yep. That would have been uh, 2011 season. So it took place in February of 2012. Into Darkness didn't come out until 2013. So I would say the 2009 reboot. That is correct, sir. How about Super Bowl 49? Well, so that was two years ago. So that would be Into Darkness. That is correct. And lastly, how about Sunday? Uh, that would have to be um, Star Trek Beyond, because Discovery <laughs> was, hasn't happened yet. It, it, almost, damn it. Almost, but not quite. Almost twice. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, you you fell prey to the trap in the middle. I did. Um, but you still walk away with 6,573,054 points. Um, really great job, buddy. I, I actually love that last question, the bonus question. It was really cool. I I I, I want to say I, I stumped myself, but you, I, I'm supposed to stump you. I was yep. racking my brain for the longest time. It's like, oh my god, what would make a good bonus? It's like yep. it's got to be multi parts. And then yep. I had the bright idea. It's like, well, I could mix football and track. Okay. And uh, hey, it's uh, you did you actually did a lot better than I think I would have at the time. So oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, so. Dan, since the Super Bowl is being played, or of course, it by the time people hear this, it will have already been played, but uh, we're recording it and it's before the game. So do you have a prediction on the score? Um, I don't know if I like doing predictions on scores. I will say this. I've been, you know how, how basically the Patriots are second to Star Trek to me. I mean, that's how much I, I live and breathe and bleed New England Patriots. So watching them this week and listening to everything going on, I have never seen them as focused as they are. Um, and that is even with the undefeated season of 2007 for the Super Bowl uh, in 2008. Um, if you remember back then, somebody asked Tom Brady a question during media day about, uh, what do you think that somebody says you're only going to score 14 points? And he laughed and <laughs> they're not doing that this week. Um, so I am predicting a New England win. Um, I am very surprised that the spread is only three points. I am going to go for at least a 10-point win. But score-wise, I'm not big into giving scores, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, and I think ultimately what's going to win it is New England's defense is far superior to Atlanta's defense, and I think that's going to be the key. Well, um, I'm going to go for a much less long-winded answer. And I'm going to say... <laughs> I. <laughs> I think that this Super Bowl will be like a lot of the other Patriots Super Bowls, and they will win by three. I'm going to say final score, New England 34, Atlanta 31. I don't want it to be like that. I'm not going to show my heart's going to be able to take it. It is interesting that in all the Super Bowls that they have had in the Belichick-Brady era, that they have all been such low score or, or margin of victory has been so small. Yeah, close, close games. Yeah. So, uh, so Dan, that does it for uh, Super Bowl Stump the Geek. Thank you for allowing me to torture you yet again. And thanks That's to th- thanks to, to Jim and to Adam and to Chris and to uh, Nathan for coming up with some great questions for us. Yeah, and next time we do it, I think it's a great idea to keep doing it, but can you lay off the Voyager a little bit next time? <laughs> uh, no? <laughs> Especially now that I know it's your Achilles heel. <laughs> well, I'm going to start watching it every night on uh, H&I. <laughs> well, now you got now you got no excuse. That's true. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Everybody, thanks so much for listening. We hope you uh, hope you enjoyed your weekend. We'll be back next week with a regular episode. But until then, um, we hope you all live long and prosper. Coconut, baby. Super Bowl. Five titles. That's the way you do it. <laughs>